Hello, and welcome to MindWorks Choose Your Thinking, live from Des Moines, Iowa, where we discuss and share our experiences with the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and hopefully talk about some strategies for living a happier, more stress-free life. Thank you, audience, for listening. MindWorks is a work in progress. We are on a bit of a journey and we want you to join us. We want to remind you about our website, mindworksforme.com. That's mind, W-O-R-X, number four, me.com. As you listen to our podcast, if you choose to read our blogs, it's all about this incredible journey that we are on. If there are any comments, if there are suggestions or questions you might have, please give us ideas for future topics and let us know things that we might be able to do for you. And a quick reminder of your charming hosts. My name is Mitch Kunert. I'm with Ben Stein and Melissa Clayton. Um, we have been part of this process now for uh, quite some time. We're getting, we feel like we're getting more confident at this game of podcasting, and we hope that you're enjoying the content and material. If there's something you want to hear from us, please join us at any point in time. Um, but I think we just need to get right into it, guys. So I kind of introduced all of you already, but how are you doing today? Give me some words of how are you feeling. I'm doing great. Ben, how's your week going? It's going well. You know, we, we uh, left off uh, the last time we did a podcast, we try and do it every week, and we try and set goals for the following week. And my goal last week was to be in the place that I was last week, which was in this great place of gratitude. I mean, things were great. I was loving life. Things were going well. And then sure enough, boom, had a situation with the family. Somebody's upset with somebody. It's like, ah, got to deal with that. Shortly thereafter, we got a situation at work. And without my knowing, all of a sudden, I'm not feeling good. Life kind of sucks. And then I realized, wait a minute, it, it really is about my thinking. And when we talk about the three principles, that consciousness piece is so important because you have to be aware of what you're thinking. And all too often we find ourselves in a place and we're not really even sure how we got there. Like I didn't realize that I was probably thinking too much about the situation with my family. I was thinking too much about the, the, the situation with work. And before I knew it, I was in a relatively negative place. But the beauty of consciousness, you catch yourself, you become aware of your thinking, and you put yourself in the right frame of mind. Oh, that's awesome. I was heading up to my alumni tournament in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Got to see a lot of classmates, former classmates, a lot of people that attended that school. It's always a very pride-filled weekend. Um, I'm getting older, though, so I'm part of the Legends team now. And I was the only team, the Legends, if you will, that our t- team title, yeah, it's the only uh, team that, that was still in the, mm-hmm. not, not graduating in the 2000s. That's sad. So, like, we ranged from the 85 class to 90, 1998, uh, and everybody else was younger. So, we played a, like, 2013 team. They beat us by 40. We played a 2011 team. We won by two. So, I Good the goal you. nowadays for these alumni tournaments is just, can I walk the next the next day and the good news is i was able to do that you and, walked uh, up the stairs today i did time. i got i made it here and the bottom line is, is i had a lot of good time and it was all about being present right be in the moment i got to be with my sister my niece uh, my family couldn't attend they were a little under the weather so i had a little bit of that thinking in the back of my mind a little little guilt there that i was having fun and they were home kind of struggling through some stuff but uh in the end a great weekend and again a lot of fun with uh classmates so I'm one of these crazy people who keep my Christmas tree up until it stops snowing. And it didn't It's an Easter stop- tree now. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it didn't stop snowing. It kept snowing and snowing and snowing this year. So a couple of weeks ago, I finally took down the Christmas tree. I'm embarrassed to say that. But um, the, I, this has been a really great 
couple of weeks for me just because the weather has started to get really nice and the kids in the neighborhood are all starting to come out and play with each other. Um, we had six or seven kids in our backyard a couple of days ago, and it was great. We had a couple of extra kids over for dinner, and it's just really nice. Um, even though it's cloudy today to see some of the buds out on the trees and the daffodils coming up in the courtyard at school, and um, I've just been in a good mood because of that. There's some sun that's shining through the clouds, and everything uh, seems new. A little bit of happiness, right? Which yeah. kind of, that's what we're talking about. That's our topic for today. You know, weather's a great segue into this topic. Uh, just as the weather is never always perfect, uh, we can, you know, we can always expect a, a cloud could pop up in the sky at any point in time. But we're not always going to be in a good mood. Uh, and uh, we use some material from Richard Carlson, author of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, says, when we're in a low mood or bad mood, our perspectives change. When we're in a good mood, we have positive thoughts about our spouse, about the car we drive, about the direction our job is going. But conversely, we are in a bad mood, we lose our perspective and everything seems negative. Our our relationships seem doomed to fail, if you will. Um, we don't have a good enough car. We worry about what our boss might think of us. So it's kind of a, the weather's a great analogy for happiness in terms of mood. And the thing about we have to think about is where does mood come from? Where does it come from? Well, I love Richard Carlson. Um, that used to be my holy grail was the, uh, the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff book. It's a great book. Um, and then I was introduced to the three principles. And it took the, the ideas of Richard Carlson to a, to a much deeper meaning. Because again, when we get into the idea of the three principles, it begins with mind. It's the energy of life. You've been given life. Um, and because of that, you are also given the power of thought. And as we always discuss on these podcasts, we have 100,000 thoughts in a day. And sometimes we're not even aware of what we're thinking, and that's why that consciousness piece is so important. So when Richard Carlson is talking about how, yeah, we can be in a, in a good mood and we can be more positive, buddy, I agree with you. But the question is, how do we do that? Well, the way that we do it is we have to take control of our thinking. Um, in the class that, that Mitch and I teach uh, about the three principles, we, we refer to the video from, from Headspace that... The idea of a rainy day, Melissa, you're referring to the weather and how these dark overcast skies. And sometimes we're, we're in a place, a mood where we have this emotion and we have these thoughts that are just negative. Well, we have to recognize that our default setting, the way that we all came out of the womb, we were actually brought way beyond those clouds and way beyond the clouds. As we know, on any given cloudy day, if you fly above the clouds, What's past those dark clouds? Beautiful blue sky. That's and right. The sun is shining and it's gorgeous. That's it's right. Gorgeous. And sometimes when we're thinking negative thoughts, we have to remind ourselves, you know what? We just got to fly past the clouds. Yep. And that headspace video, basically the analogy is the clouds are those negative, that negative thought. You know, and sometimes they, it's, a, it's a young man on a bike, right? And he's scooting along and there's little fluffy clouds. It's a nice day. But then the weather starts to turn more and more clouds. And that just represents like typically a human mind. Um, we, we kind of do that to ourselves. We can't let things go. We hang on to things. Those thoughts become really dark and cloudy. Well, and even if it's a cloudy day, the sun's still there, mm-hmm. right? Um, we just need to wait for the clouds to clear. And we have a lot of power in choosing to clear those clouds. And so I'm going to throw some real technical terms out at you from the three principle world. And, and one of the first words that we always talk about is home. Home is that place when we're not consumed by thought. We are in just a place of being, and we're in a place of just being in a good place. 
We talk about your vacation spot a lot of times. Like, uh-huh. how do you feel in that one location that you love to go vacation? Mine's the beach, you know. I've got the pina colada. Mine and, too. And it's sunny and the waves are, are crashing. It's just a beautiful space. And, like, when I'm there and I really can disconnect from whatever, work, stress, those types of things, that's that's kind of how we would describe home, right? Oh, then. buddy, I love it. You're sitting on the beach. You're loving life. Except, mm-hmm. guess what? That thought comes, oh, no. Did I leave the coffee pot on? Right. Now you're on the porch. Did I unplug the iron before I left? So here we were at a place of home, and now we've just moved to the porch. We've moved from that place of not having much thought and being in a beautiful place, except now that we're on the porch and we're thinking whether or not we left the coffee pot on, now we're thinking, oh, my God, when I get home from my vacation, is my house even going to be there because it's going to be on fire? Now we've gone off to the yard. Now we're moving further and further, and we're going to go across the street, and and we're going to find... Yeah, and now the waiter uh, took like 30 minutes to get my next pina colada, and so (laughs) I ordered it a long time ago. So not only did I leave the iron on, my house is burning down, my pina colada is now not in my hand. Now I'm in the yard. Now I'm in the yard. (laughs) Right, and here's the beauty. When you are lost in thought, and you can catch your thought, you can become aware that you can get back home with the simplicity of what, what really I think is, is the gift of life is the breath. If you simply focus on the breath and if you can actually visualize the light coming in with the inhale and the light going out with the exhale, you're going to find that's really the only thought you're thinking about. You're no longer thinking about the coffee pot. You're now thinking about, guess what? I'm home. And the longer you do that, the better you are to find yourself in that place for a longer period of time. Yeah. So for me personally, like this is a big one. I mean, this is really what has this kind of the weight I got lifted when I realized very quickly that happiness is, is mine and mine only. Um, and the example that, you know, we all can share in this piece is that I, I know what to, I only have a certain amount of energy throughout the day. And if I focus in on things that cause me stress and anxiety and that's all I do, then I'm, I'm putting energy that is very meaningful to me into places I don't want to. So what I've learned is that I only have a certain amount of energy reserve. I've learned to shift it to the things that are going to make me happy. I don't, I don't dwell on the things that are going to be bad. And if I have to, sometimes I have to bring myself, pull myself right into the present and be just more with the people around me and recognize that there's nothing I could do. I'm going to go back to the analogy of sitting on the beach. Some people might be really stressed out that the house could be burning down. And the fact of the matter is, Ben, or Melissa, it could be burning down. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. I can't change that fact right now. Or even if I was there, I probably couldn't change that fact. So we may have to manage that later on, but I know that I'm going to have the wisdom to do that when I have to do that. And I'm just going to hope and pray when I'm sipping on that pina colada that the house really isn't burning down and I'm just overthinking it. Mm -hmm. So my problem at the beach is that I start obsessing about how many more minutes and hours I have to enjoy the beach. (laughs) I start doing a countdown instead of actually enjoying the beach. I think, oh my gosh, I only get to sit here for two (laughs) hours and 36 minutes more. Right. I have one more day of vacation left. Right. I only have time for two more pina coladas. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of just enjoying the present moment. And um, I, I think that's a lot. Um, I think that I'm probably not the only one who does that. Instead of just enjoying the present and enjoying the time that I have at the beach, I start obsessing about the time that's that I'm losing. Mm-hmm. You, talk about, you, you talk about kind of that glass half empty, half full. Um, and yeah, it is as simple as that. I, I like it better lately, like when we've been talking about that, 
we don't do the glass half empty half full it's it's the thought imagine holding a glass right and let's just say it is half full of water holding the glass represents um the thoughts that you're hanging on to in your mind and if you have negative thoughts or you've got negative things going on in your world just think about the physical strength of holding that glass over time that glass becomes heavier and heavier and heavier and it's going to come pretty soon even though it doesn't weigh that much over time that's going to become a debilitating thing to try to continue to hold on to the three principles and the, the power of thought really allows you to release that glass, release that thought that would be negative and allow that pressure to come off of your arm. And that's really kind of what we're talking about in the sense of mind. It, it took me a long time to figure that out. We know the story that, you know, for whatever reason, we had the separation with my family. We didn't talk for 11 years. And like you're saying, I had that negative thought. And eventually there had to come that time where I simply had to let it go. I had to move on. And when I was able to let it go and move on, I was able to get to a place where I think I understood my family a little bit better. I think I understood my myself a thousand times better. And it allowed me to get back into that place. But part of that was in the journey was the negative thoughts I had to be willing to let go. It's a theme, isn't it? Let it go. And sometimes people get mad because it is so simple. But uh, it's the truth. It truly is the truth. So um, Cindy Banks has a, a quote that I think is really relevant to what our topic is um, for today, which is how to choose to be happy. And Cindy Banks um, said that thought is the missing link bet between mental sickness and mental health. Thought is also the missing link between happiness and sadness. Um, so guys, how does this kind of hit you personally? Do you have any examples to relate to us to illustrate? Well, I just think of it this, for me, I guess what I've learned about thought is that actually, in actuality, like stripping everything away, thought is absolutely neutral. <laughs> Technically, thought shouldn't initiate happiness or sadness or that. It's, it, it's very neutral. So we know that a thought creates a feeling and it creates a response. And that's our consciousness. So that's the interaction between the consciousness. So... We rely on our past history, so if something happened bad to us and it happens again, we kind of make some assumptions that it's going to go there. But it's, it's we're the ones that attach whatever feeling it is. And having that knowledge, knowing that thought is neutral and that I actually have the ability to kind of steer it towards a happier feeling, that's really powerful stuff for me. And that's, that's the practice. That's getting better at manipulating that piece of it or knowing just catching myself going oh that that was really a negative thought that really caused me some negative i'm gonna see if i can avoid that again so mm -hmm. and you know we're by the way we are not psychiatrists i'd like to repeat we are not like <laughs> that's psychiatrists. right but <laughs> here's here's the we're thing humans, you know, though. When, yeah? when sydney banks is talking about mental health and here we are with this academic in 2019 about mental health issues I really do believe that, you know, when we talk about neuroplasticity, it is a way of creating that habit in your thinking. And if you are creating the habit of positive thinking, you're going to be in the habit of positive thinking. And if you're creating that habit of being in negative thought, you're going to create that habit of negative thought. And, you know, I, I think about this, this beautiful girl in my class. She's, uh, 
she's 14 years old and, and she has a hard time. And, you know, the, the, psych, the school psychologists talk about mental health and mental health issues that she has. She has mental illness. I can see on her face that, that her thinking is negative. Everything is negative. It's, it's just a dark place and a dark world that she lives in. And I, I try to impress upon her, look, you have the power to choose. You can choose to see the sun every single day. And the more that you do it, it's easier to see. Um, but I can't, I can't do it for her. And, you know, I, I, I feel badly. And that's when there was a, there's a book, The Rules of Life, we talk about keep it under your hat. Rule number one, you know that the beauty of life is inside of you. You can't go out there and find it. You can't just go out and buy a new car. You know that that truly to be happy, it's got to come from within, and and I think the three principles can can be the leading way for us to get there. Yeah. Sid would say, if you could quiet your mind, the, like and as we said, the happiness actually is the the default setting. I mean, we as human beings want to live a peaceful, relaxed life. Um, it's the problem is that life gets in the way of that. Things get in the way of that, and you have to be able to recognize those things. And uh, if you can, if you can quiet yourself, quiet your mind. Um, you're usually in a better, better place. And I, I think listening to both of you, I I think it's difficult to hear this and to just do it, you know, Mm -hmm. easier said than done. Right. Um, but I, I think that you have to get to a place where you're making a conscious choice to start thinking about what thoughts you have and, um, deciding, yes, I can make a choice about whether I want to dwell on this negativity or to choose something that's more positive. So, so for, so for example, just, just in case the listeners aren't, aren't seeing it or aren't hearing it Mm -hmm. as an example, you wake up, you're like, Oh God, I got to go to work. Catch yourself, be aware of your thinking and change the thinking. No, I get to go to work. I get to work with kids, whatever your job is. In every dark situation, there's always, always, always a silver lining, and you get to choose whether or not you see that silver lining. You can start the day off and say, you know what? Truly, I'm going to find the good in the day. And when you do that, that's where the positive thinking starts. Well, and you get to choose whether or not you're going to try to make the attempt to create new habits with your thinking. So um, when I was thinking about this podcast, I was um, thinking about how I I consider myself to be a very positive, optimistic person. I do. Um, glass half full. However, I have a problem being alone sometimes because when I have too much time alone in my house, when my kids aren't with me, when, when they're with their dad and I don't have something else planned or basketball games to go to or carpools to do, I get too much in my own head. And that's when I start thinking negative thoughts um, about whether or not I'm being a good mom or, you know, whether or not I could have a better house or whether or not I need to um, keep my house cleaner than it needs to be or whether I need to change about work. Um, that's when I get in my own head. And um, I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts such as this, what we've been doing, and I know that we can train ourselves to get rid of those, not get rid of those negative thoughts, but to acknowledge those negative thoughts to say, yes, I'm having a negative thought right now. However, now because I'm having a negative thought, I'm going to follow it up immediately with a positive thought. Mm -hmm. So um, while I might think to myself in my headspace, I don't play enough board games with my kids. I need to have more one-on-one time with Will and Ella when they're over at my house, just sitting there and being present with them. Um, 
that's a negative thought because I'm beating myself up about not doing something that I think I should do right away. I need to follow that up with, I just spent two hours this week dyeing my daughter's hair hot pink, (laughs) (laughs) even though I didn't want to. Um, So training myself when I do have a negative thought to immediately follow it up with a positive thought and to make conscious decisions to build myself up and be positive instead of dwelling on the negative. You're right. You are you are positive. Um, I'm I'm working on that, and I've become yeah. that. I mean, I'm far more positive person today than I was ten years ago. But folks, it takes work, and you have to be committed to it. And you've got to recognize that if you're not going to be happy, you got to catch that thinking and say, you know what, I'm going to replace that with positive thoughts. Um, I I love I love my little world. I love the fact that it's it's me and the kitty that I've got. You know, my home. I can do whatever I want. I've, I'm I'm a creature of, of habit and routine. So you're the opposite of Melissa. So right. Very yeah. much yeah. so. Like you're alone. And, you know, when somebody asks me to go out to dinner or go to a party or go on vacation, you know, I, I say yes because I love them and I want to be with them. And then all of a sudden, no sooner do I hang up the phone and I start thinking, oh, oh my God, I'm going on vacation with this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if my they God. want me to sit in a hot tub with them? Oh, mm-hmm. my. Exactly. What are we going to talk like, about? And, and, and when's restroom time? How do I work that? I mean, yeah. there, there, are, there are some serious issues. And the anxiety is truly what you make it. But if you can catch that anxiety and say, you know what? Actually, this could be the best trip of my life. Mm-hmm. Actually... Uh, and and I, I was uh, yeah I was raised in a Jewish home and and you know I've, I've since become far more spiritual but uh, I've I had a close friend that I grew up with and she asked me to come to dinner for Passover I don't know if either of you have ever been to a Passover dinner not yet um, sounds wonderful well oh. well uh, there's there's <laughs> matzah it's the unleavened bread Ooh. it's it's not the tastiest and and it's like ugh, the routine of it the process of it it's not it's not my thing. Well, if that's truly how I want to look at it and that's what I'm going to see, I'm probably not going to enjoy it. But you know what? I haven't seen uh, this person in a long time. She's great. I love her to death. Um, Her sister, her family, I absolutely love. I love being with them. And again, if I'm going to choose to look at going into this setting in a more positive mind frame, well, guess what? It's, It's more likely to happen. And we talk about sport all the time. And I'm a golfer. And we talk about you're stepping up on the tee. And if you're going to have the positive thought of putting that ball in the fairway, you have a much better chance of putting that ball in the fairway by thinking it's in the fairway than don't hit it in the water. Mitch, your basketball player, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're focused on making the shot, not missing the shot. That's right. That's right. Um, for me, you know, bringing it down to the personal level in terms of happiness, some of the best work, you know, as being being the one that is married and in a marriage and, and love my wife, um, we talk, uh, well, the, in the class, we talk about the Will Smith video, and it's a YouTube video. You can look it up. Um, it's, it's his take on happiness. And it's a powerful message in the sense that, you know, we are not responsible for anybody else's happiness. And I would say that kids, couples, we get into this trap where we feel like we're responsible to make our spouse happy. I have to do things to make them happy. Kids think I have to have friends, they have to like I have to do wear a certain pair of shoes or a pair of pants for people to like me and for me to be happy. And it is all all false. It's all wrong. Your happiness is yours and yours alone. You know, we have a little cartoon. It's, it's got a little guy, "Hey, where'd you get that happiness from?" And it, and it's like, "Yeah, it's my, it was my, I made it myself. Mm-hmm. It's myself." Mm-hmm. And um his, you know, Will's talking about his relationship with Jada and, and they, that was their epiphany as a couple. And it is so true. Like 
I am not responsible for you being happy. If you're not in a place that you're not happy. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm going to do things in my personal relationship that would sabotage something. Like, I recognize I'm still a partner. But if you're truly not happy, you got to look at yourself and say, what, what is it that's causing that? And hopefully it's not me, but hopefully there's things that you can do for yourself. And it, it might be as simple as, you know, we've gotten a really good routine where I know that my wife loves animals, okay? And she volunteers her time and she spends time with animals. And I know that she just needs, you know, at least one or two days of the week to go out and go be with the dogs and, and do the, that thing because that takes her to her place. She knows that for me, I got to play basketball. I've got to get out on the gym floor in the morning. And, and you know what? And the things that we do for that is that there are times when we sacrifice for each other. I know you need that time. I got the girls. You know, I'm taking the kids to this 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 night and you go do what you got to do. And it works the other way too, you know, when I'm doing those types of things and she's got the kids. And so you could get caught up in worrying about, oh my God, I'm leaving her behind and who knows what the girls are doing or what's going to happen or stressful, but we don't. And that is a great partnership. I think it's, it's really good to see that um, spin on things. I like that. And if your partner or someone in your family is not also on that journey to make a conscious decision to do what they need to do in order to be happy and at peace with themselves that's not something that you can take responsibility for yeah. in the class so. we use the we use the ships analogy you know we talk about boats i used to think that when you got married you were one boat right it's not true you're still two separate boats side by side and you're you're trying to travel in the same direction and just like, um, imagine a, a rope being tied between them. You know, if, if one person goes down, if one's, one's boat's going a little bit lower in their mood, it absolutely will pull you down mm -hmm. as well, okay? And so what you're ultimately trying to do is that if you can both be in a place that you're floating on your own individually, well, then your path moving together is going to be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. um, what, and so I, I just like that analogy. It's been good for me and in, in how I view relationships. Passengers, we want to thank you for flying with us. We are beginning our final descent. And as we begin to close, uh, we love this quote, and we, we share this in our class all the time. Joel Osteen, uh, he says, if you want to be happy, you have to be happy on purpose. When you wake up, you can't just wait to see what kind of day you'll have. You have to decide what kind of day you'll have. And again, when we think about the three principles, it is the power of thought. You have the power to choose to be in a positive frame of mind and, and be happy. So the goals for this week, guys, uh, I guess as we talk about happiness in general, um, it, it, for me, it's just, it's, and I, I always forget what I say from one week to the next. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can remember this one. If we're going to talk about happiness, my goal for next week is to focus on the positive things that are happening in my life because there's a lot of things that can bring me down. I'm going to continue to be that, that positive force and really take a look at, at those things. An example today, work. You know, I actually spent the morning working with an equity team of students that were talking about making our world better, and they were had a lot of energy behind that piece, but then I got called back to the building where I had a couple of fights and a couple altercations. Um, I, I want to put my energy into the, the group of students that was in that positive zone. So that's going to be kind of my efforts for the next week. Ben? Um, you know, I'm telling you, it's that darn Hamilton. 
It's that Darnham Hamlet. That 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 soundtrack just keeps resonating and resonating. And there are so many things that tie to the three principles. And and one of it is, you know, the story. Uh, it's coming to an end. It's called "It's Quiet Uptown." And it's the story of Alexander Hamilton. His son has been killed in a duel. His wife has found out that you know he has infidelities. And it's it's years after that. And it's the idea that this man has grown old. And at some point, it is about forgiveness. You have to learn to forgive. And it's a practice. My goal for this week is the practice of forgiveness. Whether it's the simplicity of somebody cutting me off in traffic and, and forgiving them. I don't know who they are. I don't know their story. Or whether it's somebody close to me who, for whatever reason, snaps at me. I have to learn to forgive. I don't know why you know they're thinking what they're thinking. But whatever it is, I have to accept it. And, and I think that that's a, a big thing that we forget is that the beauty of forgiveness is, is the beauty of, of letting go of some of that negative thought. And so, again, we talk about neuroplasticity and creating those habits. And if you are in the, the habit of even just a week, every day, saying, you know what, today I'm going to continue to practice the habit of forgiveness, you're going to find it's going to be much easier to accept in, in your life. And that's, that's my goal for next week. Okay. Melissa. So my goal is to continue enjoying this gorgeous weather. I think it's going to be 73 on mm. Saturday. So I'm really excited about that. But even if there is some clouds and rain in our forecast, and I do have some um, of that quiet, maybe too much alone time with my head to acknowledge those negative thoughts and to continue to work up the habit when something negative comes up to immediately try and follow it up with something positive to build myself up. All right, that's it. Yeah, so as we uh, finish off this this week's episode, well, again, thank you for listening. If you ha- have enjoyed what you've been hearing, please share it uh, out there. We will always be posting our things on MindWorks <laughs> on the uh, Facebook Ben's page. Dancing. I know, and I love then it. also MindWorksForMe.com. <laughs> You'll also find our blog posts there and all of our podcasts. So again, share this information out if you like what you hear. Share it with someone else. We only hope to make lives better. And again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.